Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 78 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and it is my favorite coffee. I can say that more emphatically now than ever because I've been out for a little while and I've been trying other kinds, and it's not cutting the mustard. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit up Andrew at Couchtown Coffee by going to www.couchtowncoffee.com, and I'm going to get me some more of the good stuff. Uh, It's roasted right here in Iowa. Every batch that is roasted is roasted to order, and uh, you can't beat that. You really can't. It's one of my favorite coffees I've ever had, and like I said, that's now more apparent than ever now that I've been switching up to other other kinds and trying other things out, and it's just not cutting it. So uh, check them out on Facebook or uh, check them out at their website, www.couchtowncoffee.com, and make an order. If you make an order this week, you can save 20%. That's right. Save 20% by entering the code word salty when you make an order just mention audible farm and say hey uh salty was the word the week and uh you can save yourself 20 percent. that's awesome that's really cool for somebody just you know doing this uh you know out of the goodness of their heart andrew plays music he loves music so he wanted to give back to everybody in the music community so if you want to try some cool really good coffee couchtowncoffee.com check it out everybody uh, the code word this week is salty. Why was it salty? Because I'm sitting down and I'm talking to Salty View. That's right. I'm sitting down and talking to everybody in Salty View, and it's going to be a really fun time. I have Tim, and I have Alyssa, and I have Scott with me. Uh, Tim Salter, Alyssa Johnson, and Scott Kirkhart. I think you guys might remember Scott from uh, the Scott Kirkhart podcast. But, uh, you know, this one's pretty good because I get to talk to Tim and Alyssa, and, and Scott chimes in with the good stuff here and there, and it was a really, really good episode. I got to hear a little bit about each one of them, how they got into the band, and how it started and and you know how we got to the point where we're at today and where they're going in the future and it's really cool you know um you know tim lets out a little bit of insight in that i i really kind of took to heart here and there he's got some really good bits that he that he adds in there and you know it's it was good to meet Alyssa for the first time i've never met her either i don't even think we're facebook friends but uh her and tim i've, I've never met but it was it was good to meet them and it was good to sit down and talk with scott again I really like this episode. It was uh, something fun. I'm not keen on doing this, but I wanted to try it out, and I figured this was a pretty good environment to try it in. And uh, I, I was me and them kind of interviewing them all as a whole, but they were just kind of passing the microphone around to whoever uh, was going to answer the question that I was going to ask. So it was kind of fun to sit down and and ask the questions, and then you know kind of ask somebody for a little bit deeper meaning into what they were talking about. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had a f- just a great, great time sitting down with these guys. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, it's fun to sit down and, and meet new people and, you know, to meet these people that are really good at their instruments and doing what they do and put on great shows. It's it's really fun to sit down and just interact with these people. And I, uh, you know what, it was really fun. Everybody had a great time, I think, and I hope you guys enjoy this one too. I sat down and talked to all of Acu- uh, Salty View. Uh, some of you might know them as Salty View's Acoustic Review. That's how they're on Facebook as. Uh, I got all the links down below check them out and i hope you guys like this episode it's uh probably going to be one of my favorites there's little bits in here here and there that i'm gonna pick out and and listen to there's good advice for new musician new musicians old musicians uh it doesn't matter uh i mean there's good advice in here for everybody i feel like each podcast you can take something away from so i hope you guys really enjoy this one it's episode 78 with the entire band of salty view check it it's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. 
All right, so this is uh, this is gonna be a fun one. I've I haven't done anything quite like this on a podcast yet. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna try and do everybody in salty views, uh, kind of all at once. So let's let's see what we got going on here. I've I've talked to I've talked to Scott Kirkhart before, and he's he's over here handing the the mic off to Alyssa, and, and Alyssa and I have never met, and uh, Tim and I have never met. So this is gonna be a fun one, and we're gonna get to know everybody. Uh, Alyssa, what's your tie to the band? Let's let's get this started. Oh, my title. Um, I I guess I would qualify myself as like the lead singer of the band. Uh, harmonies. I try to do percussion. Yeah. I'm not great at it. Like what kind of percussion do you do? <laughs> uh, just tambourine. Oh, cool. Little egg shaker here and there. Um, it's not my strong suit, but I've gotten better at it over the time. I think you push yourself to do things that you're not comfortable with and you get better at them yeah. as you perform and as you grow. So yeah, it's kind of my role. That's cool. That's cool. Thank um, you. how did, how did you end up f- interacting with these? Like how did the band all start? Should we pass the microphone off or are you going <laughs> to, the band starting is definitely Tim. So I'll, uh, I'll hand this over to him. All right. Let's see what Tim's got to say about this. Tim, um, we're just going to kind of bounce this microphone around here from one person to the next, but how did you, uh, how did you get started? How did this all start? Let's, let's ask that you, uh, you're wow. you're kind of the person they everybody's looking at. So what do we got going on? It, it's pretty much a long, boring story, and I don't want to bore you too much with an anthology. But um, Salty View started actually. Uh, I'm trying to think back of the date. I think it was 19 or 2001. Okay. Um, after being in in larger rock and roll bands for many many years. Uh, a guitar player that was in the band with me, his name was Mike View, a real talented guitar okay. player and yep. singer. Um, we played years and years and uh, with a busload of equipment and uh, a six-hour setup and uh, you know all the fun things that go with rock and roll. And as we've seen the industry starting to change a bit and downsize, we were just trying to follow suit. And we were looking for something that we could be really low-key on and... Um, uh, so we started this acoustic thing, just a two-man acoustic show sitting on little stools. Mm-hmm. We we had a huge light show and a huge production when we were, uh, you know, in the rock and roll band. So we were just really looking forward to downsize and, and really be kind of incognito with it all. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the name originated from was my nickname is, my last name is Salter. So my nickname's always been Salty. Okay. And Mike View. Yep. We called it Salty View's Acoustic Review. Yep. I remember, dude, you know, it's crazy. I remember that from when I was growing up and like being a teenager, you guys were like one of those bands that was like, these guys are out there killing it, you know, and I was uh, first starting to learn when I was like in high school and stuff, you know. Oh, well, that's cool. T- 10 yeah. years ago or so. Yeah, so uh, I date myself quite a bit because I'm I'm the old gray hair in the band, obviously, and um, so that's how we started with Mike View. We went on and did that for a good three or four years um, as a two-man Salty View, and we ended up getting uh, a really talented singer. Her name was Kelly Danielson, who was a waitress in a bar that we were playing in in Livermore. Oh wow! Yeah, a little dive club called Barney's yeah and she was a waitress there and she got up and sing at the time it was picture was the big hit yeah okay yeah and we we were just really impressed with her and um she ended up joining the band we asked her to join and she was with us uh about eight years oh that's cool and uh yeah she was a very very good friend of mine and a real sweetheart of a girl really great singer um 
when she left and got married and and we had a, another girl come in her name was afton holt mm-hmm. a real nice girl and afton uh, did the female vocal part for five or six years if i recall correctly oh wow and life got busy for her and 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 you know this happens in this business and so that's when i met Alyssa when we were looking to audition another female singer and Alyssa came into the audition and here in our studio that you're sitting in right now yeah. i oh, know this cool. isn't a visual thing but this place really has a history and a vibe uh, yeah and literally we you know she was prepared to do four or five different songs and halfway through the the first song it was like that's it man if you want the job you're in that's she would awesome just really really killed it and really impressed we had a, a a uh, fiddle player at the time that played also played guitar. Oh, sweet! Name uh, his name is Paul Tompkins. He's still around this area and a really great musician. And uh, always been really blessed with playing with really great musicians and really dedicated people. So it, it, the history actually goes back a long time, much much longer than most people would probably think. Yeah, so it sounds like it does. I mean, and you're, you're like speaking about something I think about sometimes, and that's like the longevity. If you're going to be doing this a long time, it's not always with the same people. You know, right. sometimes people. I mean, I'm. I did it. I mean, I played when I was in high school, and then after when in my twenties, I didn't even play at all. You know, and then you come back in your thirties and you start playing with other people, and you know, people do kind of drop off and come back, and you got to reform and rethink what you're doing. They do. They do. You know, it. Uh, people don't realize that even on a part-time basis that we do this, we all work full-time jobs. It's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very blessed to play a lot of clubs and do a lot of really great shows. But what you don't see behind the scenes is a, a lot of dedication, a lot of time rehearsing, a lot of time tweaking the production, um, booking shows, getting to the shows. Um, so we spend a lot of time in what we call here the Salty Cave. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we do roughly 40 to 50 shows a year, but we take the winter months off mm-hmm. and usually pop back out of hibernation around April 1st. Yeah. So this year we went a little bit earlier. And um, so um, a funny thing, too, is when Alyssa joined the band, um, she had a younger sister. Her name was Emily who was in high school at the time, Emily tagged along for a first audition, or not an audition, a practice, right? And young, young, young. And she... I schemed it hard. Yeah. (laughs) She came in, and the two of them started singing, and it was magical. And I wasn't planning on being a four-piece band, but I looked at Paul, Mm -hmm. and I I was... It was kind of like this look on her face, are you hearing what I'm hearing? And it was unanimous, and so we asked Emily to join the band in high school. She was <laughs> the summer between her junior and senior year, if I recall correctly. That's cool. And so th- their mom came down to the Bat Cave and met us all and wanted to make sure that, you know. Yeah, we, it was a good environment. And everything. Yeah, 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 that we weren't going to corrupt her little girl, and yeah. we appreciated that. I totally get it. And I love uh, Tammy, her mom, and the gal's moms, and, and so Emily was with us at least five years, I think. Yeah, about four and a half. Yeah. And she uh, uh, is out doing her own thing as well, too. And um, Corey Waller had a a stint in the band. Okay, yeah. Salty View. And then Corey was with us about a year. Great musician. Like I said, I've been so blessed to play with all these talented people and really motivational people. And then 
Corey left to, it was kind of a fill-in situation from the beginning, and he went back to what he was doing with Jay Clyde and mm -hmm. working hard with those guys. And yeah. So that's when we met Scott Kirkhart. And cool. uh, Scott's been with us here the last couple of years, right? So I'll turn this over to him now, and you can... Sweet. Yeah, let's pass that mic around. I mean, Scott, you and I have actually, we've talked before, we've become, you know, kind of good buddies after we, like, met for the first time doing the podcast last yeah. time, you know? Yeah. And uh, most of that was talking, you know, kind of about you playing your own stuff we did mention a little bit about salty views yep. in there too um how did you like how did you prepare yourself to come into an audition for salty views like is that something that i, I mean you know i wasn't playing in a band and i was just doing solo stuff yeah and i knew that Corey was was leaving and getting back and i talked to Alyssa. yeah i talked to Alyssa a little bit and she's like well come on and check it out yeah I, so i got it i knew tim just from Salty views and going and seeing salty views over the last twenty years. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, at, at the bar, you know, and um, so I talked to him, and he's like, "They all said, well, let's get together,' and mm -hmm. we just kind of clicked right away." Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of cool that it just it seems like for Tim, a lot of the stuff kind of just happens serendipitously. Like it, the pieces kind of fell where they needed to when they needed to for you. It's kind of kind of cool like that. I mean, uh, that you know, did you did you? Tim, did you ever like try and hunt down a lot of these people when you were trying to find these people, or did it just kind of? You know, I I always I've always on the lookout, and I was always cognizant of building my bench. Okay, right? yeah, because this is a hard life, and it's not for everybody. And and as people go through their chapters in lives, and they have kids, and they get married, and um, you know, especially the younger ones, I'm I'm. 85 years old so <laughs> i've been doing this for a while um and uh you know so you you're, you're always looking for you know the talented ones and we have kind of a unique thing here too where harmony is a big part of what we do yeah. and we've we've kind of built a, re a reputation for having females in the band mm -hmm. and uh, the genre that we are primarily doing is newer country and and some classic rock although we've really branched out here lately and are doing 70s funk stuff and that's cool really fun uh but what we do is acoustic so it all has to work um in this setting i'm an acoustic and sometimes we arrange some songs differently and uh, we have some triggered percussion and um so yes I, i'm always aware of who's around i know about everybody mm -hmm. um and uh, from growing up with everybody in in around these parts and there's so many talented musicians uh, in a small town like this, yeah, uh, just incredibly talented people. It's so wild. Like I never thought, even just starting this podcast and interviewing. I mean, in twenty, thirty, forty people just from around the Fort Dodge area alone. It's it's wild, yeah. and I am still haven't even interviewed everybody. It's yeah. it's crazy. I mean, every jam night I go out to. I was recently at a jam night last night, you know, and it's like, man, it's not very often I'm the ninth best musician in the room, and there's seven people here. You know, it's like this. Everybody's so good. That's about how where I would rank in this. But it's it's wild to just see people showing up to those jam nights and just. There's a lot of good people out there playing there, a lot oh, of good it's, music. It's incredible. Um, and uh, I know the viewers can't see this, but here in our studio, we have a full back line and a full PA and a full mm -hmm. drum set, and everything's mic'd up. And um, so a lot of the local bands, my buddies, mm -hmm. Jeremy Ober and Sean Minicus, and they have other bands that they like to come in here and rehearse, yep. you know, and it makes it easy for them because everything's already set up and, and ready to go. So I, yeah. I really enjoy interacting with with all those musicians and that's cool have a, a, a real good time doing it. i run sound for them and things in here and um i also f 
for the past 15 years have worked with Saucy Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been the front of house guy for cool for them. That's Um, awesome. So I'm I'm super into gear and I'm a gear tweaker and a (laughs) audiophile. I guess I've been yeah the audiophile. I love that title. I mean. as soon as I like wanted to label myself one, I was just like, oh, I'm not even scratching the surface compared to some people, you know? I mean, you can dive deep into that hole. But a lot of that's, a, I think a lot of that's opinion based, though, too. You it know? is. It is. Um, it's very com- expensive. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it comes down to what, what, what you prefer and stuff like that. Um, I'm not even going to tell you how cheap the mic is you're holding. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, no this, this actually makes me think, though. But, like, Alyssa, how did you prepare for something like this as far as, like, uh, I'm going to do a – I'm going to go sing in this band uh, full of people that I may or may not know that well. And I'm going to – like, were you classically trained in singing? Did you just sing in school or were you, like – no, um, not classically trained, um, and I honestly didn't even really sing in school that much. I was super nervous to sing in front of people. I struggled with stage fright a lot. Um, I think my junior and senior year in high school, I did a talent show with a couple of friends of mine, and that was the first time that I really branched out other than like church um, and started to, to sing in front of people. And then when I got to Iowa Central... Um, which is where I went to school for a couple of years. I was involved in the musical and like encore the show choir group that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that really kind of pushed me to like open up being around other students and vocalists and people who are into music. It made me not be so nervous. And after I kind of got out there, I realized, okay, there's really not a whole lot to be scared of. People Mm -hmm. were very like receptive, um, of what I had to offer musically. So I really didn't do a whole lot after, college I mean I used to kind of you know go around with like Jay Clyde here and there and and they kind of gave me an opportunity to step up with them when Mm -hmm. they were first starting out and sing a few songs Um, but as far as being in like a band setting or a live setting um, I really didn't have a lot of experience I would just go to you know local karaoke nights and kind of sing around Fort Dodge Um, and that's actually kind of how I got connected with Tim Um, Jared um, yeah winger who does Mojo Productions. Okay, yeah. Um, so he was doing karaoke at Goodies at the time, which is now King's. And um, I would go up there, and he knew me, and Tim had reached out to him. They used to be colleagues and worked together back in the day. And he goes, do you know of any singers around the area that I could be interested in? I'm looking to you know, fill a spot in my band. And he had mentioned my name, and he had gotten a hold of me, and you know, Jared was like, hey, you should reach out to Tim, go audition for his band. At the time, I think I was 23 or 24. I had no idea really about this band. I didn't know who was in it, what they were singing. I had no clue until I was like, ah, yeah, okay, you know, maybe. Uh Um, And I kind of sat on it for a couple of weeks. And then one day I just kind of got a wild hair and I called Tim and I said, hi, you know, this is my name. And, you know, I heard from so-and-so that you're looking to fill a spot and I'm interested in auditioning. And so we had a conversation, and he seemed very nice and polite, and was like, you know, here's some tunes that I think you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? How naive was I? Um, he so he gave me a couple of tunes, and he said, um, you know, practice these, work them up, and let's meet you know, Tuesday night or something random like that. So I came down here and imagine like if people could only see where we practice and what it actually looks like. I was a little nervous walking in. Uh, (laughs) There's no doubt. Uh, I came by myself meeting two random dudes, like probably something that my parents would not 
be proud of. <laughs> Not condone that, right? Um, so I came in here and I sang, and they, yeah, they offered me the the spot, the job, you know, kind of right then and there. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, our first practice we had together. I was not much of a singer when it came to like harmonies. I mm -hmm. was always just kind of been that front person. Um, and harmonies didn't really come supernaturally to me at that point in time, but they did my sister. And so we talked about Emily kind of being in the band and, and how we, <coughs> we made that come about I plotted and schemed for sure um, she's super talented with percussion and harmonizing she can harmonize with anyone and anything and just so so young and so talented and so I was like okay so I talked to her and I said you know I said if I was ever going to be in a band I was going to figure out a way to put you in it too yeah and so I had asked him I said hey can my sister come to our practice so she can kind of help me find some harm some harmonies mm -hmm. you know knowing full well what i was doing and so we were in the middle of practice and she was like oh it's this and i was like giving her the elbow like saying saying you know like i'm trying to show them what you got and so that's really where like the four piece came in and um yeah so so talented and so sweet and we're super close there's a seven year age difference between me and oh, her wow. so yeah she was 16 a junior in high school when she joined the band which not very many people get that kind of an opportunity yeah, at no that young of an age yeah. uh, my parents were a little apprehensive at first but like tim said they came down they met everyone um they followed us to all of our shows and mm -hmm. Um, super supportive for both Emily and I. So, I mean, I've been with the band for this is going on what six years, <coughs> six years now. Yeah. So, oh dang. Um, I've definitely kind of made my home here uh, with these guys. We've worked in new people and and different things like that, but it's always kind of remained the same, and it's definitely special to me. And yeah, really kind of gave me my first start like in music as far as that goes. So, yeah, thankful. Uh, you were talking about how you like kind of first sang at church. Were you just like yeah. in in the church uh, choir, or were you just kind of in the Yo, pews? I mean, singing? like, do people even really have church choirs around <laughs> I, here? I, I, don't, I don't know. My don't mom, know my mom is from Texas, uh, and so when we went to church in Texas, like definitely there was there is a church choir. My mom's a fabulous singer and okay. also plays drums and super talented oh, percussion wise. Wow. Um, I actually have another older sister who sings as well. So my my family is very musical and very talented. As far as church, I just, we would kind of get together over holidays. Christmas was a big one. Mm -hmm. And we would get all three of us kids and my mom and we would pick out a song, a Christmas song, and we would go up for Christmas Eve service and we would just you know do that one piece and I think that's kind of when I really got that fire to continue to sing because I just loved it so much um I loved the reaction that I got from people yeah it's like kind of self-centered as that <laughs> sounds like I just loved it like I just fed into it so much and so then I joined our worship team uh band and played with other students so we had like a youth group worship team at my church and so that's kind of like yeah my first start if you don't count all the Disney songs I used to sing as a child. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, whole new world. No. Exactly, uh, so, exactly. So, so anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> no, actually I started playing guitar at church. That was the first place I ever found a place to play it. We had like a youth service, you know, and it's, let's get the youth more involved. We have enough of them that play enough instruments. Just kind of come up here and do what you do. And that's, it's kind of how I got used to standing in front of people yeah. and playing. And it was, it's nice to actually have that like very positive built-in support group right, yes, right, right there ready like, for you. They're so forgiving. Yeah. Right? Even yeah. if you're terrible, 
while you're at church, right? Yeah. Best part about it for giving crowd. Because at <laughs> so. least they still, it seems like they have perspective. Like, I could never do that. That's insane. And, it's, you know, it's so cool that you're doing that. But sometimes you go to shows and there's people that are less than impressed by what's going on. And it's like, well, this person's not impressed by anything. But I just imagine people trying to cut their teeth at their very first shows ever playing in front of people. And you're at some bar where... I'm, you know, nobody's there to see you. They don't yeah, care. Yeah. Nobody says good job afterwards. You know, that'd be very disheartening. It's, t- it's tough. You it's know? hard. Yeah. There's uh, playing and nobody applauding. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be tough. But uh, I mean, it is kind of nice though. Like I feel like, especially now around the area, there's a big enough like community support group uh, at places that like you can go to a show. And I mean. I don't even live in Fort Dodge, but I know so many people just from yeah. the music scene that I see at every single show. It doesn't matter what show I go to. I'm going to know somebody now. Absolutely. It's kind of kind of cool to have that. Plus, you get to find out that there's enough local music happening at some of these areas here yes. that you're, they're building their own mini communities of people that go there every Tuesday night for this show because there's always yeah. one there on Tuesdays. And this one's got one on Wednesdays and they're always going there. So it's kind of fun to see that, like those built in audiences of people that are appreciative of what's Absolutely. going on. Yeah, I mean, we're super fortunate to be in Fort Dodge and around this area. Like Tim said before, there's so many um, talented people here. And I think one of the best parts about that is not only is our community supportive, the local bars and and breweries and things like that, but as musicians everyone's supportive towards each other too nobody's ever like oh don't go watch them i mean like if we're not gigging we're at their shows if they're not gigging they're at ours and it's so awesome to be involved um in a community where everyone is supportive yeah and i I mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to point fingers but it does seem to be like that in certain communities where it's like you know not everybody's supportive you know you get some bands that don't like other bands based on this or that or whatever you know and i mean if you get a community big enough you're going to find people that don't like each other but here in like the fort dodge northern iowa area i mean everybody loves everybody uh you go to jam nights and you see people like trying out things for the first time and nobody's ever laughing they're always like dude that's cool because you're doing a new thing you haven't done before you know and uh that's why i like going to the barnum jams it's like hey somebody jump on drums and it's never anybody that's a dedicated drummer and it's always just like i don't care if you're not a dedicated drummer that sounded awesome even if you missed a couple notes or the cymbal was a little bit late it was still killer you know without it it was way worse you know so it's really neat to have all that support kind of going like that um, I mean, how long have you been playing, Scott? Like, as far as around the area, how many, how, like, uh, even like solo gigs, things like that? 15, 20 years, probably, I suppose. Oh, cool, cool. I mean, have you, have you seen like a lot of changges, like, in the, in the music scene over the last 15 years, as far as like, uh, the community of people around, or? Um, as far as the community, I would say no, not necessarily. I, I mean, they've always been supportive of everything that everybody's kind of done i mean there for a while it kind of got died down a little bit maybe yeah it just um it's hard to it's hard to describe the rise that, of but... breweries and wineries i think oh, yeah. that you got a lot more musical interest i think you're on a huge rise again yeah oh. the only thing that fort dodge area is lacking is a dedicated music spot yeah you know, like what patty's used to be yeah exactly a place where you can have like a local pa uh, and I a wish, sound person if they the want to our ballroom would would open up or something like that would be amazing yeah oh that'd be so cool to be able to play shows at the laramar yes, i mean you would. could you can get semi-decently big shows going up there i mean uh you guys do all your own sound anyways at all your own shows yeah, usually right Tim runs the sound. so tim runs the sound so like let me ask let me ask you this tim how did you get interested in not just playing guitar but also doing sound and what got you like keyed in on like oh we're gonna have the whole light set up and everything because you guys in salty view you you were talking about how you downsized everything you guys still got one of the best light shows in town i mean like 
It's it's you guys have a, a very good production value for showing up live just being a couple of guys. You're not just two guys sitting on stools in the corner of a coffee shop, you know, like you got like the full range of singing, you know, harmonies, the whole nine yards. It's uh how did you go deeper than that? Like how did you end up like just being like, I'm not just gonna be somebody playing alone here right, on this? Right, right. Well, it's interesting, my background, uh you know, we were active big time in the 80s, and the 80s was, was one of the most awesome times for live music, but it was different then. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had really big shows, production-wise, and you were actually compensated for, for your production. Mm-hmm. A lot of the clubs that, you know, they were big ballrooms at the time, bigger clubs, um, I remember doing our first show with Head East out here to the Runway Disco in cool. like the early 80s, right? Dude, that's awesome. And, you know, it was like um, people would be in the bar packed in, and I'm talking seven, 800 people at 8 o'clock, whoa, right? Whoa. So yeah, they could dude. get a good seat to see the band. And we would, we would be out there at 10 o'clock in the morning getting the production ready to go. So we were... It was it was just different back then, and we had a booking agent on the at the time that booked a lot of uh, uh, like college frat parties in Sioux Falls and Vermilion and Wisconsin and uh, kind of a, a five state region, and um, you were compensated for that if you had a really big production. So we traveled okay. with at one time, you know, close to sixty park hands. Oh jeez! And the power alone it took to run those. Yeah. Oh yeah. We would tap right into telephone poles and and <laughs> and so as we've seen all of this starting to change and it kind of changed when karaoke came on the scene and actually the grunge, um, you know, the hair band music of the '80s was such an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the hair band bands will will concede to this that then here came the grunge movement. Yep. And, you know, all their flannel shirts. And that, that was a whole cool movement, too. Yes. But the emphasis was not so much on the production. Yes. It, it was on the simplicity of it all. Ex- yeah. You I know tot- what I'm saying? I totally see what you're saying because it was, it's almost like they were, doing, they were doing so much their own thing in the grunge community that it was nothing like what was going. It was, it was like you said, there was less production. It seemed like there was less intricate solos. Nobody's right. shredding. Nobody's got the right, over right. the top no hair. Solos. Yeah, no, no, no big, heroes. no flashy yeah. looking. Everyone's just kind of, kind of be glum and, and play this stuff. Even though, you know, like it, I'm not trying to put grunge down in any way. It's just a completely yeah, different no, it beast. Was, it was awesome. And I tell you, um, <laughs> ironically, we were talking earlier amongst ourselves before you got here, Peter, that, um, <laughs> we went through our times with, the big hair and Aquanet and eyeliner <laughs> and you know if you've ever the whole Motley Crue yeah uh, you know decade of dissonance thing was was just that's how it was in the 80s but yeah. it was a, a live and it was it was vibrant the clubs were big there were big ballrooms it was you know we had a couple buses that uh, I went through two buses in my days and they always kept breaking down and, and <laughs> but you know it was always just this really awesome thing um because I remember being with uh, we used to book through a company called GMA the good music agency out of Minneapolis and um my agent always told me and it always stuck with me and you've heard this before because I've shared it with Scott but people hear what they see yeah oh yeah 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 I remember that now so, yeah um I kind of promote locally to the other guys and stuff too that go into a club and you know invest in some lighting and some some haze and 
some. I mean, you still got to sound good. Don't get me yes. wrong, but you know, people want to people want to be entertained. They don't they don't just want to be played to. Yeah. And um, there's so much talent around this area, and I've always just been a believer in how I was raised in the '80s, and we we try to bring that on a much smaller level to to Salty View. And it's funny because we went from sitting on two stools, and when Mike View and I started this thing, it's like we had been through such big production and such setup time and and traveling and that we like, dude, I don't even want a light on me. Uh, I just want to sit back here in the shadow and I, I just I just want to play my guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. And slowly we kind of added more and more and more, yeah. and it just kind of. Kept growing from there, so, and, and that's the point that we're at now. So that um, totally makes sense. That like some of your roots just kind of stuck with you, and you're like, well, well, we need to we need to keep this up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to bring you know 60 park hands with us, but you know, right? But we'll we'll do something. The, uh, I, mean, I bet you're pretty happy that LEDs came around. You yeah. Know? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. You know, we it, it's it's so funny because um, the setup time that it used to take, and that you know, we used to travel in our bus. We would have. 40 melt crates and we would we would build these custom staging platforms in the clubs that we, but they were big clubs uh-huh. right i mean it's and so it's just been really interesting for me to be as blessed as i am for as long as i've been able to do this to see all those changes we were just talking tonight that we went from ripped jeans to skinny ties to mullets to uh <laughs> to flock of seagulls to motley crew to you know it whatever it took, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, to, to – and I seen the country thing coming a long time ago oh, before yeah. it was as popular as it is now. Yeah, it's blown up now. Right. I mean, it's right. it's crazy now. I, it's one of those things that uh, – it's undeniable if you're playing any sort of new country music and you're this side of good at it, you're probably going to be able to get a booking somewhere because that's in high demand area right now as anybody playing the newer country stuff. And, you know, there, there's not a, a – all of the talented local musicians have their own genre and their own strengths. And, you know, uh, Jeremy Ober's band, the horn band was in here, uh, Lone Tree Revival, and yep. they practice here every once in a while. And that's a, that's such a cool vibe to what they do, but yeah. that's a whole different thing than what we do. Um, uh, Sean Menicus's band with uh, Ronley, um, the blues band was in here and they practice here, and that's such a cool... So. There's not a lot of people around here that's doing the, the, the country genre. Yeah. And I think a lot of that takes a good female singer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, generally and, speaking, now that you mention it, there's there's a lot more female presence in newer mm-hmm. country songs than there ever has been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, back in the day, you would have just had, like, a Reba McIntyre, and she's the only one singing, right. you know. But, like, right. nowadays, it's you get start to be able to build harmonies and things like that. It's going to, you know, it's that's something else that blows my mind is the ability to do harmonies while singing like i'm not a good singer so the fact that you guys can all sing kind of blows me away uh i'm just no. like i'm not like bad at it but i'm not the greatest at it and then you guys are talking harmonies and that's out of my league so it's, it's cool to be able to go to shows and see bands like you guys or uh like the chris carr band and have them like have the ability to pull oh, out man. vocal harmonies awesome. you know and i i it blows me away because it adds such a depth that you're lacking in a lot of other areas. Like I'm in a punk band and the ba- there's backing vocals sometimes, but it's, we're not like harmonizing, you know, we're, yeah. not, we're not sitting down like these are the notes we're hitting every, you know, you try to yell in key, right? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's uh but, but you know, it's like one of those things. I feel like you go to shows and you're like, man, this could, this could 
this could use a backup backup singer, like somebody just singing in the background or harmonizing a little bit, you know, add add to the depth. And is that something you guys have always kind of aimed for? Is background vocals uh, being a thing that you want you want to do? Or um, well, we, we take a lot of pride, and we literally sat here in the the band cave for hours upon hours, and and you know, Tim hit this harmony, or, or we're hitting this harmony, or I'm hitting this harmony, and we'll just go over it and over it and over it. But you know, what we do here. Uh, it shows on stage, so which that you know that's that's and that's good. That's what we're shooting for is the, those harmonies. We want to sound like that Lady Annabellum and Little Big Town mm-hmm. type of, of music, and that's what we're shooting for. Yeah, uh, uh, Gone West is another new one. That's a, that's a cool band, but some of those harmonies are pretty incredible to hit. Yeah, I, I is that something that I guess like who's who's kind of takes who's in charge of that? Is that something that you guys kind of just kind of figure out naturally between you as to where it sounds uh, the best? Or I don't think there's anybody really in charge? I think we just kind of. Tim says, "Are you hitting this? Or are you hitting this?" And I say, "Well, well, well I'll hit this because I'm I'm a big guy, but I sing higher. You know, I, mean, I got a higher vocal range, and and then Alyssa's right in the middle, and then she gets on these." crazy angelic you know swells of yep. vocal goodness that comes out of her mouth and i'm like holy cow where'd that come from <laughs> that's awesome yeah i you know it's it's one of those things i feel like forming a band and i'm i mean it's, i'm sure it helps having you uh tim having a lot of background in this and having you're kind of like the figurehead i guess quote unquote of the band since unfortunately uh, it bears bears your namesake but uh i mean I don't. I don't want to grill over the same thing, but it's just kind of crazy to think that uh, you you have the the capacity to stick with it as long as you have, and then just keep finding new people and just keep going. Like, have you ever been to a place where over the last, I guess now almost forty almost forty years, uh, have you been in a, a yeah, place yeah, where, where yeah. you've uh, like kind of been down on it, where you're like, I don't know if I can I can find anybody here. Or did you ever take like six months off because you're just like I don't. I don't know what's going on right now. Everybody left and we, we got this thing or, or have you always been a guy that's like, I'm just going to do some acoustic shows here or there. Or? Um, uh, you know, actually, uh, as my wife used to tell me, um, every time that I would, would get burnt out because, you know, this, this is hard when you work full time and, and, you know, and you know, we do a fair amount of shows. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys are going like gangbusters. You know, as you know a lot of time on Fridays, um, you know, because we all work full-time jobs, it's a 24-hour day. Because yeah. we'll have to jump in a, throw guitars in the van, and we're ready to go right after, right from work. Yeah, yeah and, you packed everything up that you needed to on yeah, Thursday and yeah. got it ready because you could just got to walk out yep. the door with it on Friday Literally. after work. And you're throwing a burrito in your mouth while you're heading down the highway. Yep. And just hope like hell you get a second wind, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, a lot of the clubs are a 9-to-1 show. Um, so by the time that, you know, we play Ames, Des Moines, Iowa Falls, Fairmont. Fairmont. I mean, oh, cool. Okaboji a lot. Nice, so nice. We'll, um, you know, it, it'll be a late night by the time we get home. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're and talking. Sometimes you get your second win, and <laughs> sometimes you don't. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've been doing some of the, like, uh, pulling the all-day, all-night kind of things. I practice in Des Moines usually, so I'd go two hours down there and two oh. hours back after you know, work and the whole nine yards. So like my Fridays are usually pretty long and you start to find out like which gas stations got the best coffee and things yeah, like that, yeah. you know, like you start to really kind of figure out the, the way you can kind of do things. Um, I probably shouldn't eat pasta after the show cause I'll just want to nap on the car on the way yeah. home or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of, 
the dedication it takes, I think, is something a lot of people don't think of. Uh, you mentioned it a couple times. Everybody in the music scene, uh, bar a couple people, have nine to five day jobs or or a job right. that they have to go to. Either even some people have night jobs, and they're trying to find a way to be like, I've got, you know. I can take a Saturday off, but I got to work a Tuesday now or something, you know, and they got these weird schedules and they're finding ways to make it work. There's a lot more that goes into it than just showing up to the show and playing. Yeah. You know, with, with what we do and, and a lot like the other bands is uh, a lot of the other bands have members that are in other bands and sometimes mm-hmm. two and three other bands, just like we have here. Alyssa sings at a lot of weddings. Mm-hmm. She's very successful at these weddings, right? Yep. And uh, Scott has his solo thing going on. Yep. Um, so we have to coordinate, you know, schedules, and you know sometimes it's a challenge to do so. But you know, well, it just takes some communication. Yep. And um, you know, we're so uh, blessed is the only word that I can adequately describe this. That um, as this thing has grown and the words gotten out, and we start, we've been fortunate to play better clubs we get contacted by more and more clubs. Yeah. Yeah. The word kind of just spreads, you it know, it really does. Yep. So-and-so saw you here and they're like, Hey, who was that band you had there the other night? Cause they were packed or one bar sees that another bar had a lot of success with this in, a, in the next town over. So mm-hmm. they're going to give it a go, you know? And, yeah. And, and I tell you what, Fort Dodge, the local area here, uh, and many of the clubs that we go to, um, it's very important to support live music. Yeah. And not just for our band, for all of the bands. Mm-hmm. And um, we're very, very lucky in this area, local area, to have the selection. There's something out there for about everybody. Yeah. If you want to hear country, you can come see us. You yep. know, if you want to hear, uh, you know, funk horn stuff and, and 70s Chicago music, then, then go see Lone Tree and Revival. If, you know, if you want to hear a mixture of all that stuff, go see Jay Clyde. If, if you want to hear awesome 70s type of music, you know, go see Chris Carr. Yeah. I mean, blues, Tank Anthony I'm, band. I mean, we could just keep going. Anthony, we could yeah. go through every genre and just start naming bands. Yeah, I mean, there's all so talented, and um, they're they're just all into their different genres. And um, you know, we were very blessed, and part of our mission now. Um, and, and by the way, I want to have a shout out uh, to Jessica McClintock, who was in the band uh, for about uh, six or seven months in our last go around here, and cool. um, she was. Uh, awesome and a great ad, uh, addition to this band and um you know now we're heading in a direction that we're we want to really focus on some original music some original videos we did a video in sacred heart church for you oh know, yeah the, how, how great thou art i remember that yeah and that actually made the rounds on facebook big but, time i, I yeah. tell you I think the last time I looked, it had over 22,000 views. Woo! And we were just honored, literally honored to be able to do that. We're all kind of spiritual people here. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a real honor for us to be able to do that and to see the reaction from the people that love and support music. And and in that particular instance, not so, you know, music, of course, but the love of that church and what it's meant to yeah. so many people over so many years. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, we, we plan on more of that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. I feel like that's another cool thing is the bands are, are starting to have the ability to do like more. It's easier to do your own videos and recording and things like that um, and pull it off pretty well than it ever has been. So I feel like that kind of lends itself to being able to do some kind of stuff like that. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I do really enjoy that stuff. I've, I wish I had more time to 
dabble into doing something that like that with my bands but uh you know it's uh i mean it, i i just enjoy all your guys's dedication to be able to do these kind of things um as tim was mentioning uh some of it just comes down to being able to treat each other with enough like business like with that, to have that communication to schedule things out that you need to do and uh, you know i've i feel like sometimes that's why some of the mo- most successful bands are successful not just only because they're good but because they have good communication within them you know i i, f- I feel like uh i mean i've seen i've seen enough bands that have struggled with it that you start to see that it, it might actually affect their ability to book gigs or play shows and stuff like that because they can't get on the same page or oh, we waited three weeks for you to get back to us. We already booked somebody else. You know, there's been mm. stuff like that that's happened with bands too. So good communication's key. Well, and uh, I was just going to say as, as a amendment to that as well too, you know, the sacrifice that it takes to do this from personal lives, um, you know, we've all had that. And uh, I, I use the cliche in here all the time, suffer for your art. Yeah. And when Alyssa looks at me and I tell her that I want to hear that harmony again, or can we do that song again? (laughs) And, and, you know, she sings some really high stuff, right? And she'll just give me this dirty look. (laughs) Like, are you crazy? I'm not doing that song again. But, you know, we, all the bands work hard at doing this and it, it takes hard work. Um, nobody really gets rich off of this. No. You know, we, we make some supplemental income. I'm not saying that, but just like all the other, you know, opportunities. So it, it it's in your DNA or it's not. Yeah. Really. I've, I've found that like when I, the one thing I can find is like, if you, if you, if you're doing this, it's cause you want to do it. It's not literally for any other reason. There's like no reason I've found that anybody said, I'm playing guitar, you know, to meet women. It's like, where, you know, like, you know, I'm playing guitar to get rich. No, sorry. You know, I'm doing it for the fame. Well, like what, you know, how many Facebook followers and does that matter? You know, there's, there's so many things you could shoot down. Everybody's doing this just cause they love it. You know, um, like when, when did Alyssa, when did you f- figure out you liked music? When, I mean, you were talking Disney movies earlier. Yeah. Oh, I've from a very, very young age. I've loved to sing, loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, like, Disney is, like, super inspirational (laughs) as a small child, especially as a small, um, you know, female child. Um, Disney princesses, they always had killer ballads. They had great songs. And so I loved that. Um, like I said, I grew up in church. Um, I would say, like, you know, I listen to everything. I get inspired by new people and old people every day. I mean, I listen to all kinds of stuff. I love classic rock. I love country. I mean, country, I think, is what people probably know me for. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up on country. Like I said, my mom's from Texas, so my whole family on her side lives in Texas. They, You know, we come from the South, so I think just that kind of being in my blood, that's where my sound and my voice kind of lends itself to or or maybe like originates from um but i love to listen to hip-hop and rap and like you know just indie stuff um bluegrass like i just i love everything um and i love to find new bands and new artists i remember when like I first discovered, like, John Party, like, you know, three or four years ago. I was, like, so obsessed with them and, like, Morgan Wallen and, like, all these people in the country scene who are just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, 
like I'm I'm so into them, but it's like I also love to go back and and just really jam out to Stevie Nicks. And, oh yeah, yeah. And um, different, you know, I Reba, Dolly, like all these like older artists that like you know really kind of paved the way for us to be able to do what we do. And like we've said, we don't get to do it on like a super grand scale. I mean, we've had some wonderful shows and opportunities. We've opened up for some really great people. Mitchell Tenpenny, you know, that was one that we did a couple years ago and no one really knew who he was until his song on country radio hit number one, you know, and Granger Smith, Smith, we got to open up for him. Ross Ellis, you know, we've opened up for him. So it's like, it's really cool even being on a smaller scale and being local and, and just doing kind of what we do. Um, the connections that we get to make with up and coming artists, which is always inspiring and I think kind of keeps building that fire because you can't get burnt out um we all go through that phase where it's like oh I'm so tired I don't want to go to the show or or do we have to have practice tonight (laughs) do we really need it is can we skip this one you know because sometimes you find yourself trying to weasel your way out of things but then you you go and you like we said we we watch other local artists, you know, we see other bands and that kind of refuels you and says, okay, yeah. you know, they're doing it. We can do it. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you were talking about getting enjoyment out of other, other genres. Uh, and I was, I was thinking to myself, like, I, I think I mentioned this on a recent podcast, but I remember once being like, I don't like rap. It's dumb or whatever. And someone was like, yeah, but the beats are killer. And I was like, okay, you got me. Like yeah. you, can't, you can't refute yeah, exactly. that. You know? So there's something from every genre you can, right. you can, you know enjoy and as far as like going to see all these other bands and other genres like uh my my example for that was there's always something you can learn from somebody else even if it's not exactly what you're doing or what you're used to you could probably incorporate it a little bit if you really wanted to a good example that would be i mean like last night i was at a jam night and i was i was listening to jordan reuter play a song and i was like oh man i wonder what he's doing over there but he had his you know, his back was kind of turned to me because he was showing everybody else what he was playing so they could play in the same key, you know, just that jam night thing. And I ended up, like, getting up and, like, walking all the way over to the other side of the stage and standing, like, three feet away, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. This is cool, you know? So you, you, I love being able to do that and drawing enjoyment out of stuff that this isn't something I would normally play. This isn't my favorite kind of music, but it's still really cool, and I'm really interested in what you're doing because there might be a way I could incorporate that into what I'm doing, you know? Always something to learn, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Another thing I noticed, especially with these guys, is we feed off each other so well on stage when we're when we're up there, and and I've been playing with them for two years, you know, and they've been together for six, and and there's still times that yeah we play a lot of the same sets, but we've learned a lot of new songs this year, you know, and we got a whole new show, and and everything ready to go out. And there's still times when all of a sudden I I'll hear something that like Alyssa will come out of her mouth, and I'm like. Whoa! Did you really just do that? Or Tim comes up with this guitar lick, like it's yeah. unreal, and I'm like, I'm still shocked by, which is cool. You know, I mean, the passion is still there. Yeah, and you're learning all the time, which is great. Yeah, it's easily one of my favorite things going live, and like I'm gonna go listen to Jay Clyde band. They're gonna play, yeah, uh, you know, like 
classic rock somewhere between there and country and and it's just like dude it's so cool to see people doing things that you're just like i didn't i didn't even know you could even do that you know right. like oh, you know yeah. i didn't know you had that in you and you guys are out there just just killing it i mean like it's got to be even cooler when you're like in an intimate setting where you guys play together every week at least you know and then and then it's, and all of a sudden it's just like dude where'd you pull that out of yeah. you know like yeah and it's funny is you always get that after the show talk it's, yeah, you know, yeah it's like dude did you how'd you do that yeah. you know or yeah. where did that come from Alyssa? yeah it's really cool you know um have you ever like had anything like that at a live show where you're like oh we did this and it might have even been a mistake or somebody was just kind of going off the cuff and trying something but we incorporated it later because yes. it sounded cool yes even even throwing you know when, when you're in the that feeling that you get and the crowd is totally into it, you know, and they're up in your face and all of a sudden we'll just rip out a song out of nowhere that we don't rehearse or, or, you know, one of us knows and Tim knows the, the solos too. And, and next thing you know, Alyssa's doing harmonies too. And, and we just start ripping it out. And that, that feeling that you get when the crowd is so involved mm -hmm. and, and that, you know, that tightness that we still have and we can feed off each other. There's nothing that compares to that feeling that you have. Yeah, I feel like that actually, like you were talking about, uh, it's, it's one of those things, we haven't really rehearsed this, we played it a couple times just goofing around, but it might not be a song we're ever going to yes. think we're going to play live, and then we're going to try it live, and I feel like the people in the crowd can, they know, they can feel that you guys are on a different wavelength, you guys are all in tune with each other, and they somehow get in tune with you guys well, while you're doing that That's kind of when we started doing that 70s medley, you know, we kind of just started dinking around with it, <laughs> and... and Next thing you know, we we're playing playing that funky music, White Boy. Oh, we cool. just started ripping into the bar. Next thing you know, there's people dancing on the bar, and they're I mean, just going <laughs> cool. crazy over it. Yeah, I mean, God, that's got to be so fun though. Like when you when you see uh, all of that hard work that you're putting in, uh, all those nights you guys are here. I would say alone, but you're here with each other. You know, you're yeah. not with your families. You're not hanging out at bars with your friends. Uh, you're not. You're doing all the hard work you need to do, and then you show up live and you see people going that crazy. That's got to make it all you know feel worth it to. to it does make it completely worth it. You know, I, and you know like Tim said, we don't do it for the money. No. I mean, if we did, we'd all be broke. <laughs> yeah, broke. no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, this would be a very difficult job. I mean, not that it's impossible. It would be a very difficult job to have this be your only job. It would. You know, and, and there, there are musicians around this area that just live solely off of music. Yeah. You know, and look how long they, I mean, they're playing all the time. Yeah. And I can't, we are too, but. Yeah. We I mean, just have to get up the next Monday morning, that first Monday morning back after yeah. a night shift, you know, that you've been on. It's, oh, gosh, yeah. That's terrible. That's rough. I, I think that's another thing is like a musician's Sunday after a Saturday show, people don't realize that like your Sunday might as well just be deleted. Oh, it, yeah. it, it didn't yeah. exist, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, there's sometimes because like Tim and I will tear down and there's some nights it's four or five o'clock in the morning by the time we get home. Oh, gosh. You know, from those long shows and. It's yeah, just, yeah. Then you got to get back on the same cycle as everyone else, where it's like I got a nine to five, so I got to go to bed at ten o'clock at night, so I can wake up in the morning and get to my job, you know. And but you're going to bed at five, you know, five in the morning. That's that's wild stuff. Um, I guess now that we're we're handing the microphone back to Tim here, what what is the thing that keeps you going? What is the thing that keeps you doing this for so long? That's uh, oh. that's something. Because I'll tell you what, people have done it for a long time. People like like me have dropped out and come back and yeah, dropped out sure. and come back what drives you what what is it really there's got to be something out there that i mean has to be the thing that pushes you to do this you know uh as long as i am still jonesing to work on a song and you know when we get together there's a difference between jamming and rehearsing yes and we like to get together and rehearse mm -hmm. right we 
Um, and when a song comes together, whatever it is, from, from whatever genre it may be from, um, seeing the structure of that song come together, and as long as I have the passion to do that, um, I still get very excited. And, you know, just when I think that, you know what, I'm going to take six months off, the first weekend that I don't have a show, I'm bitching because I'm not playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's right? a, that's... It's just crazy. <laughs> and um, not to say that, that the breaks aren't necessary because we like um, our normal schedule is that we play uh, typically through New Year's Eve and then take the winter months off. It It's cold and it's... We need to get back into the back cave here to to work on new material and mm-hmm. um, but you know one thing that really keeps me motivated is the business portion of this. I love the music and I love to the production and I love a, a pro show, but um, I take a lot of pride in trying to be real professional about if I book with a club, you know, and I, I've been at this a long time, so I've got a lot of really great contacts and. Mm-hmm clubs we've been playing for years and years and the reason that we continue to have that great relationship is they know that when they book us um that we're going to come in our setup is going to be pro our sound check is going to be pro we're going to be on time we're going to be there our our when the show is over at the end of the night we're going to tear it down we're going to get out and we're going to you know try to keep it as professional as possible at all times yeah well, and because it is a business, it is, and it's a fun business. Yeah. And um, uh, I guess if I had to pick one thing, is you know, with anything that you do in life, life is too short not to enjoy what you do. True. And yes. I tell you, we went through a thing with Alyssa here where she was debating of whether or not you know it was time for her to move on. Mm-hmm. And of course, we didn't want to. I didn't want her to. And um, we, f- through all of this, I think that she finally came to a realization that she really loves this. Yeah. And that um, this is really a great thing for all of us and um, found the passion uh, again in that. Yeah. And so, you know, I've always believed in in the the old antige that, and I got to get this right here, so I got to think about it, but... Um, passion outweighs talent when talent has no passion. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. And so I've seen more talented musicians that you can than you can sh- you know shake a stick at. Um, I published a guitar magazine for 15 years. I, I and, heard rumors um, it, about that. You know, there's a <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But Another podcast, perhaps. You know, what I've been very blessed to do is I've interviewed, you know, a lot of my heroes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just a certain professionalism and dedication to the art. And whether your art is painting or collecting baseball cards or golf or tennis, you know, whatever it may be, um, if you do it with a certain amount of passion, it will show. Yeah. Um, man, now that you mentioned that, I was, I was just thinking to myself, you're saying everything down to baseball cards. And I was just thinking, man, it's almost obvious to pick out somebody that's doing something with no passion for it. Like they, they you, you can spot of, it from a mile. Yeah. Away. They, really they stick out, you know? So it's, 
now that I think about that, you can totally tell that, uh, you know, in certain band instances, every, it's it's literally everywhere. I mean, you can go to Walmart and find somebody that's working there that doesn't want to work there. You know, it's 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 whatever it is. It's wherever. But that is that is a brilliant saying. I feel like every podcast has a good one, and that might be the one well, you, from this well, one. Well, you know that's what, a, Peter? Here's the thing, man. Here's the deal. I can tell you have a lot of passion, and I've never met you, right? We met for the first time tonight. Yeah. And I think it's so commendable of the service that you do for these local musicians Absolutely. to to interview them, to have a, a, a forum that that they can express themselves through. And um, that's, a, that's a very noble thing when you're a musician. So, and I can tell you have a lot of passion for it. And I love to see that. I love to see, not only in the arts, but you know what? When I go to a doctor and he really is good, I love to see people that are good at what they do because I, they've dedicated themselves to being good, right? I love that, man. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it seems like every example you're giving, you're like, bingo, you hit it on the nail on the head. You've been to a doctor that you can tell wants to do what they do, and you've been to a right. doctor that's been just like, you know, whatever, pee in the cup and get out of here, whatever yeah. it is, you know, and they're <laughs> just – and, you know, so you've, you've been in all those situations. Everybody has, and so – Gosh, you know. No, so hats off to you, man. Seriously. Uh, yeah. For, for, uh, on behalf of myself and this band, and for all of the podcasts that you've done and all the local musicians, it's an awesome thing. You should really be proud of what, you, what you've done. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really yeah, do. Yeah, no problem. Man. I, I mean, that's, that's just the way we feel. And, you know, we sit around in this room hours upon hours upon hours, and um, we're sacrificing time with our families, and we're sacrificing times with um, – our kids and, and, and things that we need to do because this feeds our soul. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when we walk out of this room and we know that we had a great practice, we feel good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that we're prepared for a show that's coming up. We have a show Friday night. And, you know, it's funny because when we do a show, as we did last Friday, we're a little early this year, and um, it was our first show back after our break. And that first show back can be kind of rough because not only uh, musically, you, you've been working on a lot of new material, but physically, it's almost like you went to the gym for six months straight, three days a week, and then you quit working out completely for six months and you tried to go back in and do the same workout. Yeah. You're sore and you're right. So that's kind of like a show, our first show back. And we really had a great show last Friday night. Nice. But the thing that we get together and we huddle around at the end, I says, "Well, you know, we got to work on that." With the, the, I didn't like that bridge on that song, and you know, it's just part of the quality control that comes naturally to wanting to have a a great band. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you guys always want to get better so you can so people can enjoy you more. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it comes down to not only that we have fun up on stage. We also, you know, we have fun up on stage, too. I mean, and you know, and it shows. And, and a lot of our shows. You know, and it, it, you know how it is as a musician. Yeah. Sometimes it's not your best solo that you just pulled out. Or or it's not, oh, man, I missed that high note. or, or And we know it. The regular crowd doesn't know that. Yep. But as a musician, we know it. Yep. You know, and, and we'll joke around. We'll be like, Tim, that was a 10 or, or that was a 2 or 80%, you know. And we just laugh. I mean, that's but that's what's fun. I mean, that's what makes it fun. And it does feed your soul. And, and it is, it's passionate, you know. And that's yeah. what we're all about. There's multiple avenues you could take with that. Like, you could... 
I'm just like you could biff a note in a solo and Tim could just be like, what the hell? You know, he could be on stage just being pissed and everybody would be looking at me like, man, these guys aren't having any fun once at all. Once in a while, I'll get a doing. dirty look. Once in a while, like, man, what was that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, I mean, you said it perfect. You know, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll hit a little solo thing or I'll do a little something that I'm usually not not usually gonna do just to off the cuff kind of seeing what's going on here and it's just like, oh, that was a flop or whatever. But you can kind of just like you just grin at the other dudes in the band like that's nah, not gonna happen again. Don't worry about it. I just had to get that you know had to try it real quick. But it's so much more fun when people aren't you know angry up on stage. You can tell when they're having fun. They're smiling at each other when they're doing good. They're smiling at each other when they're not doing their best. You know and it's it's so fun to have that. And like you said, to the layman, nobody even knows. There's no reason to, to get mad about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, if you mess up on the first song, well, you got 60 more songs to sing. Right. Oh. So it's like, are you know, are you going to be mad for the next four hours that you mess up that one note? Are you going to shake it off and, you know, make the rest of the night a good night? And that's part of, you know, having fun, but it's also part of being a professional. And, yeah. and you know, I've gone to many concerts of, very famous people and i'm like ooh, that wasn't the right note mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. they don't sit there and dwell on it because you can't you know i mean very very rarely i think does anyone walk off stage and say that was a perfect show no, you know yeah. um yeah and so and that's okay because it gives you something to work for it gives you a goal it, it makes you you know keep trying and keep putting your best foot forward so um yeah i mean it's fun though it's got to be fun. You know, if you're going to do it, it has to be fun. You have to be passionate about it. And the world that we live in today, I mean, someone, it's like you find something that you're passionate about because it can be a, a dark place out there, yeah. you know? So it's like anything that you can do to kind of lift your spirits and get around people who are also invested and interested in the same thing as you. It's like, it's a good time. Yeah. I mean, uh, kudos to you guys all being able to find each other, having, you know, the positive mental attitude around one another to, to, you know, keep this thing going as long as you have and to enjoy each other's company as much. I mean, I've enjoyed your guys' company. I just, I just met, you know, two of you guys. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really fun to be able to sit down and I've, I feel like we've, you know, peeled the banana here a little bit. We've got the, a little bit of your guys' dynamic as a band and it's, it's fun to see, you know, to actually get to talk to you guys and realize that you, um, you know, are, are just as you know fun loving and enjoy each other's company as much as you do. And you're not just talented faces out there uh, playing music. You know, you actually are, you know, enjoy each other and we're willing to sit down and hang out and, and do that Absolutely. kind of thing. Cause I mean, you, you will see that every now and then where some bands are just, I mean, these guys are killers, but the guys don't really like each other. So, you know, they don't hang out, but the band is awesome. You know, you, you run into that sometimes. No, you do. And you know, to us in this band, it's, it's very important to us that we care about each other professionally and personally. Yeah. Um, because it, it, family. yeah. And it, it's a, as I stated earlier, it's a, it's a lot of hard work and a, a lot of dedication and a lot of sacrifice. So, um, you know, we feel very blessed to be able to do this and to have the following that we do and um, uh, to be part of an awesome music scene locally and uh, across north central Iowa. And, um, you know, it, it's, we're just gearing up for our next next show, next show. And, uh, you know we handle it one at a time yep. one foot in front of the other every time you know yeah so speaking of next show well i'm i'm probably just gonna edit this bad boy and put it out on thursday which is tomorrow so uh when is your next show do you have one that's lined uh, up next well or? you know our i should say we have a show friday night and it's for a corporate event so okay. it's not really open to the public um for cargill 
as we did last Friday, and then we will kick off really kind of our our schedule for the spring and summer uh, the first weekend in April. Oh, cool. And don't even ask me what the dates are because I don't have my book in front of me. And, <laughs> you can download an no. app on your phone. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> um, uh, but we're we're really looking forward to probably our best summer ever. Oh, cool! Yeah, man, I, so, I, I feel like there's a lot of people in the area gearing up for special stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing what you guys got going on. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're gonna put it all on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you guys got Twitter or anything like that. Yeah. But you guys, do you have a website for Salty Views? You know, we we just go by a, a Facebook page, and that's, that's Salty View. And I should say that. We hope that we gear up for a very successful summer if the coronavirus doesn't get us all and we, we, have, to, we have to cancel everything. I, um, so, no, a lot of lake stuff, a lot of really fun, grooving uh, type of summer stuff, a lot of outside shows, a lot of street dances. Dude, those outside shows are so fun. Mm-hmm. I love going to outside shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much fun to go to those. Totally yeah, I mean the dynamic between there and a bar is insanely different. Yeah, you guys are right. I mean it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, a funny thing is I, I do I meant to mention this earlier if you don't mind, and I know we got to get going here, but no, that's cool. <clears throat> we're talking when Alyssa first joined the band, and her when Emily, her sister, was with us as well too, and their first show was a pretty big show in Ames, and it was called Ames on the Half Shell. If you're familiar with down that, and on Friday nights in the summer they have Right in the middle of, of Campus Town is a big half shell, band shell. Oh, yeah. And and they'll have bands from like five to eight. And if the weather's nice, I mean, you can get a 1,000 people there. And they showed up for their first show, and we had been practicing and practicing and practicing. And we had limited time to get ready for this show. Mm-hmm. And, a month. Like a month. Yeah, a month and a half. Yeah. Very first show. Oh wow! Yeah. It's, that's so crazy. when they showed up, I could tell they were a little freaked out. Yeah. And uh, it, it just—I look back at that, and I'm—I, uh, it was just an awesome moment, and that show went very well. And from then, from there on, they just kind of found their way. Yeah. You yeah. know. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's also got to be something fun for you to see so many people going and playing some of their first shows ever, and you know things like that, and over the years, that's yeah, that's got to be fun. Because I mean, I give like basic guitar lessons to people just starting out. Here's here's chords, here's bar chords, here's notes, here's scales, just the, the simplest basic stuff that everybody needs, bare bones. But it's so fun to watch people learn, you know, and watch people mm-hmm. grow and and do those kind of things. Gosh. Um, I did. I just did a little diving on the on the interwebs here, and I found you guys got uh, the Facebook and the Instagram. Your Instagram is Salty Views Music. So if anybody wants to check it out, I got a link. I'll put down below in the description section oh, for everybody. Cool. Otherwise, I will also put a link to your Facebook because that uh, is Salty Views Acoustic Review, but it, uh, the handle is not as easy to tag. So I'll, I'll put that down below as well, uh, so everybody can find that stuff. Uh, man, I, I'm really glad I got to sit down with you guys. I'm really glad you guys. I'm I'm glad everybody takes time to do this but i mean like some bands like you know nerf off a little bit of their rehearsal time to sit down and talk with me so i really appreciate you guys oh, doing that's that, awesome you know? peter i mean and i want to reiterate what i said earlier that what what you're doing for this local musician community we will all agree right it's so awesome and you should be very proud and i know that all of the local musicians because i take a lot of pride in knowing most of them uh, really support what you're doing I, and it's just a great thing Absolutely. you should yeah. You know, this is what keeps music alive for the local music scene. 
and you're a big part of it. I really appreciate it, man. I'm just glad to be part of the picture. Yeah. Uh, everybody, I really appreciate you guys sitting down with me. I'll uh, I'll tag you guys as in, in everything when the episode comes out. But thanks. I really appreciate it, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot, Peter. Uh, we really appreciate absolutely. it, man. Oh, man. That was fun. Uh, you know, the crazy thing I think about a lot of these podcasts is they're largely for the most part unedited um there's only a few that i've had to edit and there's only a few that i've chose to edit so like uh you know these these open long form conversations just kind of come out and flow and you get to kind of meet these people a little bit you know it's kind of fun i uh, i when i sit down and re-listen to some of these episodes it's it's really fun to s- just get you get to see how everybody kind of at, at the beginning is a little bit nervous and they kind of get settled in and then the personalities start to come out and it's it's so fun to get to know these people. I'm I'm feel blessed to actually have the opportunity to sit down and, and converse with as many people as I have so far, and uh, to just keep doing it. And uh, you know, th- thank you, Tim, for saying everything so nice in the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope everybody's enjoying the podcast. It's it's I, you know I I guess I don't look at it too much. It's I kind of feel like an outsider while I'm while I'm sitting here being the person that does it. It's just kind of like yeah, there's this cool thing going on and it's a thing and people enjoy it. But I, I guess I really don't. I every now and then it kind of really comes back into play how much it means to some people. So I, I you know thanks everybody for listening. I want to say you know thank you very much to Scott and Alyssa and Tim for sitting down with me and talking. Like I said in the podcast, I believe they they cut a, like a tiny bit of their practice short to uh sit down and talk with me so i really really appreciate that uh working with me on my goofy schedule too uh no less so hats off to the three of you you guys are you guys are killing it out there i can't wait for 2020 to see what it's going to bring you guys uh it's if you guys haven't seen them i I highly recommend it it's a pretty darn good stage presence they bring and uh that's we talked about that in the podcast how uh, that's one of the things they emphasize and it makes sense you know and, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see that. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from, like, the showmanship of the 80s, and that's where, you know, uh, Tim kind of cut his teeth, you know, originally. So you get to kind of hear the stories and see why the bands are the way they are when they are. And, yeah, so that's, I don't know. I really get, to, I just kind of dig on talking to these people, and I, I hope you guys are digging it, too. Heck, there's a lot of people listening. Every week it grows. I'm really happy. If you guys need anything else Audible Farm, go to audiblefarm.com. Otherwise, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Audible Farm. I believe that should take you to the Audible Farm website. As a matter of fact, I'm going to load that up right now because I believe I I set that up. So we got youtube.com slash Audible Farm. And you hit enter and away you go. And it looks like it's taken me to a website. There it is. Hey, Audible Farm. And when you're there, go ahead and subscribe. You'll never miss another episode again. Or subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. I'm sure everybody has their own you know, favorite way to listen to podcasts or whatever. So you can check it out there. Um, otherwise, you know, Apple and everywhere. All the links are at audiblefarm.com. So if you want to find a directory for all that stuff, just go to audiblefarm.com. Find your favorite service and subscribe and enjoy. Uh, thank you guys very much for spreading the word. Uh, you know, Scott, he spreads the word pretty darn good too. He, he listens to podcasts. He knows other people that listen to podcasts. He turns them on to it. And, you know, the word of mouth works really good for this. So thank you guys very much for talking about the podcast. Uh, I, I have hopes and dreams of possibly getting some more merch in. I talked about it last week and maybe the week before. Uh, I just got to pull the trigger. So 
here it comes i guess uh look out for some new merch coming in the upcoming weeks i'm gonna say it now so that way it's gonna happen i'm probably gonna try and re-up on some of the sizes i sold out of on some of the shirts and and sweatshirts here so we'll see what goes on next couple weeks look up for uh, a restock on some stuff go check out salty view find them online go down below for all the links to all their goodies go see them at a show sometime they're great i highly suggest it thanks everybody for sitting down enjoying a podcast wherever you are whatever you're doing whether you're at work you're on the road you're headed to a show coming back from a show i appreciate it i really do whether or not you're tuning in from uh just because you know one of the guys in the band or you're a weekly listener it's awesome i really appreciate appreciate each and every one of you and uh we'll check you guys next week all right Peace.